It's basically like if you've seen the other guys, the Will Ferrell movies. Yep. Yeah, thanks for the F-Shack. Is that what you're going to... Uh, literally, that's what I was just <laughs> I was going to pull that up because that's one of the things my sister and I joke about all the time. Like she's Because I drive a Prius and he's got a Prius yeah. in, that, in that movie. I'm going to get better at doing this. Um, and she has, every time I'm home, I have to lock my doors because she'll always like write a note that says, thanks for the F-Shack, Dirty Mike and the boys, and like leave it in my <laughs> Prius. Are we recording now? We are. I just decided to start just to get a nice Okay. Welcome to the Todd and Taylor Show. I'm Todd A. And I am Taylor Trask. And you are listening to what is essentially a pilot episode, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a pilot episode in so many ways because we are sitting in Taylor's brand new podcasting studio. Live. Uh, testing all sorts of new equipment, which is very exciting. I was going to say live in downtown Denver. We're near downtown. I mean, I can see downtown Denver out the window. It's a very cool view. Over in the yonder. That we have. Yeah, we've got a lot of cool new toys, too. So this is, this is kind of a pilot in a number of ways. It's a pilot for a new show called American Gods Cast, which we'll talk about in just a moment. But it's also a pilot for kind of this new setup. You know, we've got a bunch yeah. of new, new gear and things. and um, It's fun. This will be kind of a new – this will be a the, – the rest of the Todd and Taylor show and all the Their Network shows will be – be a lot more fun. True. Um, I said welcome to the Todd and Taylor show, forgetting that it is welcome to American Gods cast. But I think, we, should we not put this out on the Todd and Taylor feed to uh, sure. let people know this is coming? So like, if you're listening to this, you're probably listening to the Todd and Taylor show, but this will also probably double on the American Gods cast. Yeah, if, Todd, if Todd one. watches one episode of American Gods and thinks it sucks, then it'll just be the Taylor <laughs> and guest show. The Taylor experience. <laughs> well, if Taylor watches an episode and it sucks, then this, this will be the shortest show we've ever done. <laughs> just be one single episode within the well, Todd plus, and Taylor universe. Plus another episode to go, God, that was terrible. <laughs> It'll just be a. It'll become a pro. It'll be like Trump cast. Just me constantly every week coming on, going. This show needs to end. Oh end man, this I show. mean, I feel like there's probably like a dozen Walking Dead podcasts that do that. But I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. That's just. That's I have just, no read on that. I don't watch The Walking Dead. That was not a, a, a trolley comment. No, no, no. Are you Walking Dead fans? We we respect and love you. Yes, Disclaimer. but no. You this is really been suckered into watching this season. <laughs> we're um, doing this show because um, American Gods, the long loved Neil Gaiman book, is coming to Showtime. No, Stars. My bad. As right. a TV series, and it's kind when? of when is it coming? It is coming. So says Wikipedia in 2017. I, <laughs> I remember we looked it up on IMDb to to try to figure out when we should start this uh, podcast, and IMDb said something really funny like. Early 2017. <laughs> like, oh, it's coming. There was just no... We're, so we're recording this at a time when there is no uh, date in mind for this actually launching. But exactly. We, we have some... Uh, what, what, do we, what do we know so far, like, production-wise? Uh, who's in it? Well, uh, that's the yeah. fun part. So, okay. so they announced... Goodness gracious. They, let's rewind. They've been working on this as a TV show, as a pitch, for years. Like, eventually... Originally, HBO was going to do it, and then they passed on... I think they had optioned it for a couple months, and then... Um, those of you who do not know, Neil Gaiman uh, writes very slowly um, when it comes to TV anyway. He's very – he's admitted as much. He's not as adept at writing for production budgets and you know for time and that kind of stuff. He's perfect with books and comics and all those wonderful things. But Yeah, he's cra- crazy productive. So he uh, – when they optioned it, play uh, – John, uh, John Hanks. Tom Hanks is – Brother John Hanks, Tom Hanks's uh, production company Playtone had option, you know, had basically become the producer partner for it. Oh. They had uh, were setting up a deal at HBO, and it just fell apart. So then it was kind of back on the table, and then um, Stars wanting to really push uh, their. In fact, you can see here this talks about HBO um, uh, on the computer screen that you all can't see at home. We, uh, you know, Stars picked it up, and 
Stars has been making a big push to be the new HBO. In fact, a lot of uh, former HBO executives are now at Stars. What the hell is Stars? Stars is just a TV network, <laughs> just like HBO or Showtime. If you don't have it at home, um, <laughs> Hulu's. Can we get it on cable or on an app or what? <laughs> well, what's nice about that is Amazon, uh, Hulu's got a Stars relationship of some kind, but Amazon also does. So you can actually what Amazon's been great at lately is you can add a you know a channel subscription to your Prime membership, so you get your Prime Video, and if you want to add the Showtime thing and see all the oh, new right. Showtime shows, you can spend another like eight bucks or whatever. So I might do that, but I also might find it just wherever it may live on the internets until they decide to put it out in a regular schedule. But this, but Stars was the one who's optioned it, and they've been producing it now for a little over a year. And and, it, and you know, I think all of us who are fans were kind of like, well, we'll believe it when we see it. And when we finally got casting news, I think everybody was like, holy shit, this is really going to be a thing. This is actually happening now. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where we are. I feel like we should rewind even more though, and just talk about what is American Gods as a story. Oh yeah, we we will do that. I want to one point of contention. Ah, okay. Uh, uh, you say Gaiman, I say Gaiman. I said Gaiman. Wait, do you say Gaiman or maybe maybe I have it the opposite? You say Gaiman and I say Gaiman. Yes. I don't know which is correct. I think Gaiman. Well, here we should just Google that. Which is better? Can we just call him Gamey? Sure, Neil. The, good old Neil. Good old Gamey. Gamey Neil. Just like uh, Dr. Strange's uh, uh, sidekick, Capey. <laughs> Remember okay. Capey? Have seen Dr. Strange? Dr. Strange's cape is an animated buddy that he hangs out with. And, you know. Yeah, it has googly eyes, talks to him. It should have a googly eye. Come Would on, it? Steven. <laughs> Let's fly out of here. That's right. First and last time Todd will ever do a voice on this show. <laughs> you're eerily close, though, to uh, Michael Knight's Knight Rider car. Um, <laughs> hello, Michael. Like, I do not have the gravitas of uh, what's-his-name from uh, General Hospital or whoever that was. Mr. Sweeney from Boy Meets World. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't in General Hospital. What was he on? St. Elsewhere, maybe? Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. But it's funny because I remember watching Boy Meets World. And, oh, my God. We're and, off track. And Mr. Sweeney. <laughs> well, wait, hang on, hang on. Is it Mr. Sweeney? Whatever the hell the guy, the principal's in Boy Meets World. He started talking, and I remember as a kid, going what the who have i seen who yeah, have i, where seen do I recognize this voice from <laughs> and i couldn't just imdb it at the time because this is the early 90s and it you know, didn't exist so you just kind of had to sit there and conf- we used kids we used to have to sit around just confused because we couldn't tell which actor was from which other thing i yeah and then you realize like you're like that's the face of kit knight rider yeah. like, that you know talked michael knight through his uh, toughest adventures and then and it was it was very weird yeah, um, yeah. So he was Corey's principal in Boy Meets World. Welcome to Boy Meets World cast, the yeah, show this is that, the... <laughs> where we talk about all our favorite Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World moments. Todd has never <laughs> seen an episode of either of these shows. That's okay. Um, let's talk about the casting of American Gods, though. <laughs> right? Wasn't that yeah. where we were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So okay. So this is where this is where you know, like most shows, casting is important. And if you're a fan of the books. Um, you get really particular with the casting. Now, what's fun about this this series, unlike uh, our other show, Wednesday in Westeros, I am very familiar with the book. Todd is not. Oh, yeah, that's a good setup for this podcast. Yeah. So, and you know, Wednesday in Westeros, I have not read a single Game of Thrones book. I Wikipedia a lot of stuff, but Todd is very familiar with the books. So I'm kind of following along via the TV series. Here it's flipped. So I, coming into this, had a lot of really specific um, ideas of what I thought the cast should be. And, you know, io9 and all these geek sites for the longest time are like, you know, they're throwing out, you know, people in the comment sections are like, this should be Anthony Hopkins and it should be the blah, 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 blah. Um, there, are th- there are two major, major characters that sort of had to set the tone. One of them is named Mr. Wednesday, who is the sort of, 
homeless-ish you know, representation of the god Odin in America. And then the main, main character is a, a character named Shadow Moon, who is this sort of big, you know, ex-con kind of guy. And I was never really particular about who would be cast as Shadow. Apparently they found somebody who's, um, you know, who apparently fits the role pretty well. This guy right here. Um, I'm showing Todd on the screen. I, for I recognize movie. this person. Yeah, he's in some other stuff. But what was really important and what really was going to set the tone was the casting of Wednesday. Now, Wednesday, you know, the obvious choice is, you know, Anthony Hopkins. But since he was Odin in Thor, that seemed a little bit presumptuous. And also, he's in Westworld and crushing it in Westworld. Oh, my God. So, sadly, he's off the table. A lot of other people mentioned, like, you know, uh, um, Eddie Izzard, like a bunch of cool, interesting ideas. I will take credit for the fact that I said <laughs> months before it was announced, you know what? Ian McShane would be badass as Mr. Wednesday. Everyone like, should thank Taylor for this casting decision. And I'd said that. And I remember saying it in io9 and having like a bunch of comments going, oh my God, that's genius. And then lo and behold, Ian McShane was cast as Mr. Wednesday. Whom I know as Brother Ray from Game of Thrones. So you haven't ever seen him in Deadwood? <laughs> no. Oh my God. Never, I don't think I've seen him in anything. Not besides. even Pirates of the Caribbean because he was Blackbeard? Oh, right, which I, um, on the Game and Gaiman controversy, I also pronounced that movie Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> we should start a show called Game and Gaiman. We just talk about the works of Neil Gaiman. 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 Um, so Mr. Mr. Wednesday is officially Ian McShane, and then from there the cast kind of came together. Uh, there's another character called Mr. Nancy that's this um, representation of the, go- uh, of the god Anansi, um, and he's played by Orlando Jones. Orlando Jones, for those of you who don't know, it's been, a, it's been a hot minute, but Orlando Jones used to be in Mad TV back in the day, and he's a very tall, uh, very specific-looking African-American gentleman, but he's cast as Mr. Wednesday, and I, as soon as that happened, was like, of course. He never once thought about this guy, and he is, like, I look at him now, and I'm like, of course, he's Mr. Nancy, of course, and the rest of the cast kind of came together, so the casting has been pretty freaking spot on. I mean, let's not leave out Dane Cook. Well, let's do <laughs> Well, what's funny about that, so, okay, what's really funny about that is the character Dane Cook is playing meets a very grisly end very early on, so it's... Spoiler alert. Well... <laughs> Todd and Taylor uh, trademarked it saying spoiler alert after we spoil something. I, I would assume, if you're listening to this show, just any of our shows, expect to be spoiled. Um, <laughs> so, and I bring this up because a lot of people will hear Dane Cook and go, oh, ew. And I'm like, I want to set this. He is more of like a stunt casting than anything well, else. You're not spoiling it. You're improving it by going like, yes. don't worry, he won't be around long. <laughs> that, my point exactly. Now, one of the... But I mean, other than him, the casting, this is ridiculous. Like, so we're looking at, I haven't really taken a look at this. I knew Ian McShane was in it, but uh, Taylor and I are, are presently looking at the cast list, and it is ridiculous. I knew uh, uh, Gillian Anderson was in it. Or is it Jillian? Jillian Anderson. Well, I... Ga- <laughs> Gillian Ga- Gaiman Anderson? Gaiman Anderson? Now, you keep, here's the thing about her. She's, they created a new character for her called Media. Right. Called Media. So, the, so the conceit, real quick, the conceit of the story is that there are these old gods who, when the immigrants came to America, they brought their old gods with them, and they, you know, and they kind of became personified. Okay. And there are these new gods. So the old gods are like Odin and like, you know... Gotcha. Jesus. Jesus. Well, sort of. I mean, that, Jesus is never mentioned, but it's like, it's all these like, you know, like... Uh, Apollo and all these kinds of things. Um, the new gods, there were like things like um, uh, you know uh, uh, computers and uh, you know uh, currency and like kind of the new things that yeah. Americans are obsessed with. Jillian Anderson plays this character called Media, who is their sort of spokesperson. And just that alone, the fact they put her in this as that character is amazing. I can't wait to see. I mean, what... she's fantastic in everything. Oh God, yeah. 
she's like a fine wine too. Like the older she gets, the cuter she gets. And I don't know why it's just like for me, I'm, and I'm usually anti cougar. I love a cute wine. <laughs> a cute wine a by cute, Julian a cute Anderson. old wine. <laughs> she's not that old yet. <laughs> yet. Dude, she's, now that I know how old you are, she's not that much older than you. I should, <laughs> let's, let's be clear here. You could date Julian Anderson and get away with it. I, I'm, I'm a little bit in, I'm a little bit in cougar territory if that would happen. Anyway, I'll, let's, let's move on. Um, the other, the other interesting casting here is uh, Crispin Glover. Yeah. As Mr. I, I, that's not the only, I mean, Corbin Burnson, Kristen Chenoweth. I forgot about Corbin Burnson. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. As Vulcan, that's a new. Yeah, so some Chris, of these are... Crispin Glover, though, that's amazing. So that character, Mister World, is that is is that straight out of the books? And do you what do you expect out of that? It's it is out of the books, but that's one of those things I don't want to spoil at all. Okay, because he's going to be now Jesus. I didn't see listed here, but that is new. <laughs> like, oh, okay. That's so, interesting that they're adding that. Well, hmm. Let's let's do another like background check here, um, because right as we were walking into the Todd and Taylor Studios or the Their Network Studios Denver <laughs> yeah. office, Denver office <laughs> parentheses. Denver office. Um, you, we were sort of talking about the, uh, the Gaiman universe yeah. um, and how American Gods came up. And mm-hmm. you started to go into Neverworld. Okay. But so, do you want to take me through that? Yeah. Like sort of the, you were basically talking about the major works that he's written. Yeah. So Neil Gaiman, for those of you who don't know, um, is a prolific comics book, comic comics books, comic book uh, writer. Um, and, you know, Sandman, uh, a lot of right. Batman, DC, very, very prolific in the DC vertigo verse. Um, I don't think he's done anything for Marvel. Has he, I, you know, it's funny because other than Sandman, I, that's, that's sort of the, it, I mean, I'm familiar that he's written other comics, but that's the big one. Yeah. And then I just think about him as an author. Just yeah. he cranks out, oh, yeah. you know, uh, sci-fi fantasy stuff like Coraline, crazy. Stardust, um, American Gods. He's been known for a lot of stuff, but the way American Gods came about, according, and this is based on what I have read elsewhere and seems to be pretty legit. Uh, in the mid 90s, he was, uh, he co wrote a TV series for the BBC called Neverwhere. And oh, okay. it was a really, the idea for the story was great, but the execution at that time was just not good. It was not, I mean, if you love it, fine, but it, it looks, it looks dated. It looks bad. It's actually one of the earlier appearances of Peter Capaldi, bizarrely, um, of Dr. Who fame, but it's just not great. So Neil Gaiman went and novelized it and fixed a lot of the stuff that was broken about it, added some stuff. Interesting. So um, the TV series came first yeah. and then a book Neverwhere came and Afterwards. the book is great. The book okay. is one of my favorite. If you've never been to London or if you ever wanted to go to London, this book is it is it just oozes awesome London sort of it it sort of uh uh builds a mythology around London that you will forever want to sort of think about when you're there <laughs> thinking about London. Now, the idea is too that is that there's magic, you know, in kind of common places and ordinary places there's like magic and there's, you know, sort of uh, wonder and, and worlds that you don't quite see. So to follow that up, he wanted to do kind of the same thing for America. So not qu- not exactly the same story. They're not connected universes in any way, but he wanted to sort of poke at the different parts of America that were interesting or magical or mysterious. So American Gods kind of came out of that. And it's, you know, American Gods was just a book. It has not been a TV series. They've been working on it for What was the year of this publication? I mean, how long has this been in, you know, 2001. Desire? Okay. So it's been at it. They've been at it for 15 years. I think Neverwhere was the year or two before that. What, was it a, th- a thing where American Gods, the book came out and immediately people wanted some sort of filmable adaptation of this? I don't think so. Okay. Think about the world we were in back then. Like this is before like, you know, these big properties were being, this was be- right before Harry Potter 
or Lord of the Rings had come out. My well, the, the Harry Potter books were out. No, right? but be, but the adaptation. Yeah, yeah. The Hollywood film, wasn't the in its clear. Definitely wasn't in its TV adaptation time. I mean, H, the Sopranos had just started, I think. Um, so that was a long way away, and just at, the movie adaptations really weren't a big thing yet. You know, you'd see the occasional one, but Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings were kind of like the first two big like event adaptations where we're going to build a franchise sure. and a world. And, you know, now we've got... Well, and it definitely feels like the right time with Westworld and Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. And, you know, every... And, I mean, even like Preacher and Walking Dead. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, all of these uh, comic books and sci-fi fantasy novels that have been adapted to the screen. Yeah. Well, and like... But at the time, at some point in the, in the mid-aughts, um, they were... Yeah, that Neverwhere came out in 96, by the way. For those playing the home game, Neverwhere came out in 1996. I think the TV series came out uh, the year or two before that. So that's even going further back than I thought. Um, uh, but no, American Gods, like, it, it started being talked about uh, as an adapt- adaptable property in you know, the mid-aughts. Uh, Stardust was turned into a movie in 2007. Um, and I think after that, they were hoping that if Stardust was a bigger success than it was, I think they would have just gone through the litany of Neil Gaiman properties. Right. So Neil Gaiman is one of these guys who's kind of he's got a lot of really cool work, a lot of really cool different you know things he's he's done, but they slowly kind of get adapted. So you know, Stardust came in 2007, Coraline came in 2008. Yeah, it was um, right around there, maybe nine. But but different studio, yeah. different entire. So it's like he's benefited from that. These different people are taking wildly different interpretations of his stuff. So eventually, and I think earliest I remember hearing about uh, American Gods as a TV show was around 2011, 2012. They're like, okay, we're finally HBO's, you know, Playtone's got it. HBO's going to, is going to do it. I think it went to Showtime for a hot second after that. And then it was sort of homeless. And then stars is like, once some of those key HBO executives moved over to stars, they're like, we're going to build, we're going to build our properties. We want American Gods. And so it's, it's kind of stars flagship property at this point to really go after that game of Thrones audience. So to loop back into that, um, like Gaiman verse, it is not part, it's not necessarily part of the world of Neverwhere, but no, it is the, completely unconnected. it's the American, uh, it's, 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 uh, um, Neil exploring that those same themes and stuff yeah. as related to America. Yep. Um, so let's get into the story mm-hmm. of American gods, which you've already touched on a little bit. Yeah. And what you've said so far really sounds similar to, um, a comic book you've enjoyed called the wicked and the divine. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of similarities, um, just in terms of kind of the conceit of these sort of powerful beings. But let me let me uh, let me say this: the gods in American Gods, especially the old gods, are not. It's not like the go- It's not like Mister Wednesday, who's the sort of the the avatar of Odin. It's not like he's you know handing down lightning bolts and stuff. Like these are gotcha. these are people who. As as the belief in them has waned, their own powers have diminished, and oh, they are kind okay. of like, you know, like Mister um, Wednesday is kind of like a street grifter at this point. But he's got a little bit of charm in him left, um, but he's not like you know, oh God. Meanwhile, these new gods, like the, there's this guy a character called the Technical Kid, who sort of represents you know technology and hacking and all that kind of stuff. He trolls around in a giant limo. And like, you know, he's got, they, the new gods are very, you know, they've got power and they try to exercise it. And their whole, the whole conceit is Shadow Moon has just gotten out of, out of prison um, for a, for reasons that will become clear very quickly to you when you start watching it. And you, you may think he was, you know, falsely imprisoned or his imprisonment was sort of sketchy to say the least. Um, he comes back home and, uh, and this is spoilery, I guess, but you'll learn this in the first episode anyway, so it's not like it's a you know major plot point. His wife dies, and so he sort of is despondent 
like, and he, you know, he's, he's looking for something to do, and he runs into Mr. Wednesday kind of right off the bat. And Mr. Wednesday starts to and sort of recruit him into his schemes. Um, and as he does that, he starts to see Mr. a lot of Mr. Wednesday's associates and things are these old gods that kind of come out of the woodwork and join them on these adventures. And Mr. Wednesday's whole thing is, you know, we're, we're going extinct, you know, as, as the belief in us has waned, like we're, you know, we're losing our abilities. We're basically fading away more or less into obscurity. And, you know, some of the gods, you know, the formerly mighty gods are, are homeless and just, you know, kind of, so they're trying to f- find a solution to that. Meanwhile, they're being sort of hunted by the new gods and shadows kind of caught up in the middle of the whole thing. And so wait, why are they being hunted? Because the new gods want to get rid of them. They're like, you guys are old. They're like, you're in the way. You know, you, you know we don't want any of this. Is it kind of a, um, I mean, is that kind of an allegory? Like these are the new gods that are replacing the yeah. old gods? I mean, or yeah, is, that, is yeah. that almost like just literal? Like the new gods say that in this? They, they say it, but it's, okay. it's very much an allegory too. Okay. Like it's, the theme is like, you know, all these new, like the things that these immigrants brought with them are being quickly replaced by all this new technology, new, you know, you know credit cards and consumerism and all this kind of right. stuff. Um, you know, TV media, like all these, all these kinds of things. I'm wondering, by the way, if Gillian Anderson only ever appears on, on screens, I wonder how they're going to do her character. Mm. It'd be hilarious if like you never interact with her really. She's just always on a screen somewhere. Yeah. Um, like reading the news or whatever it might be. So, um, Shadow's kind of caught up in all this and he's, you know, he's recruited into like a bank robbery with Wednesday and all these kinds of things. So you kind of see like the extent of Wednesday's abilities, but Shadow goes on this road trip across the country to you know, help find these other gods. He gets, at one point, he, he himself kind of, you know, goes on a hero's journey of sorts. Um, my guess is what's going to happen is the book itself, like the first book, is going to be either season one or most of, a good chunk of it's going to be season one and maybe they bounce because it's a pretty thick, I mean, you can get a lot of episodes out of that first book. There's not a sequel or anything, but Neil Gaiman has said, you know, if this goes on to be three or four seasons, like, I'm going to help build a world that will support, you know, multiple stories. Which is it. such a cool thing in itself when we, you know, I mean, one of the things we touch on in the Game of Thrones episodes that we've talked about and other, you know, comic to screen adaptations is uh, what, you know, what's canon and what they go off of, like what the yeah. filmmakers go off of. So it's very... Interesting that the creator is all for this yeah. and saying, not only can you go off script, but I will help you go off script yeah, yeah, and help yeah. keep all this sort of in the general, um, you know, Gaiman universe. Yeah, like that's yeah. that. I mean, that's just really cool. Now you said there's no sequel, but there is a book that takes place in the same world. Oh, right? I'm so sorry. Yeah. So, so for those of you at home who haven't read this, there's American gods. And then there's another book called Anansi boys that follows the offspring of Mr. Nancy. So Mr. Nancy, in the first book, something happens to him, and then we sort of follow what happened, you know, his story and, and like his sons in Anansi Boys. So those two are very much connected, but not, I think maybe one other character pops up for a brief cameo. Otherwise, it's like a different story. So are we kind of anticipating for the, for the show that they will draw off of some of those stories and put some of that yeah. into the show? I think, I think season one is definitely all of, book, uh, all of American Gods, the, the book, or at least a good chunk of it. I think in season two and season three, we can get more into Anansi Boys stuff and somehow tie it all together with any new characters that he might create as we go. Do we know anything about like how many episodes there are of season one or if they're even looking ahead to season two? I mean... Um, I mean, part of it is they're just going to see what the, you know, the ratings are. Sure, I'm, I'm going to assume, uh, season one is going to be 10, you know, the standard 10 episodes. Um, they haven't, let me look at, let me consult Wikipedia here. 
<laughs> they've just one episode uh, us viewers tbd well and brian let's let's also say brian fuller is sort of the showrunner on this and brian fuller um for those of you who don't know is responsible for a lot of television pushing daisies hannibal um a lot of heroes uh for better or for worse um Pardon me, Star Trek Voyager, you know, Dead Like Me. He's been around for a while. Um, he's also sort of uh, co-creating the new Star Trek Discovery uh, series on CBS. Right, and I believe he uh, – did he withdraw a little bit? Is that our recent yeah. news was yeah. that he's, he's gone back to sort of co-creator, producer rather than showrunner or something Because he's like so that. consumed with American yeah. Gods. Right. I think he finally realized, like, oh, shit, I got to – you know, we got to – so I'm, I'm assuming Stars is going to go for the traditional, like, ten episodes. Yeah, you know, I, of, I think that's a safe assumption. Yeah. Um, what, is there uh, – describe the sort of setting of American Gods. I mean, is it a fantastic world or is it a very uh, – is it a world we're going to recognize with, uh, you know, sort of like the, the gods are sort of everyday people or, the, or is it a bit fantastic? A little both. Okay. So this, there's a lot of confusion about this because as set pictures have come out, um, some of us, myself included, when you read the story, they're, they're, they talk a lot about kind of like the gloomy – grayness of America because it's supposed to be sort of late fall early winter so like a lot of the setting is like you know gloomy and cold and sort of dead Um, but it's interspersed with these big fantastical things like House on the Rock you know this is kind of a spoiler but if you've ever heard of American Gods this is pretty obvious House on the Rock makes a pretty major appearance early on and House on the Rock if you've never been is the craziest place in America it is um one of the things they describe, what really hooked me into this book, where I was really like, oh, I'm in now, is where Mr. Wednesday is taking Shadow to meet the other gods. He's like, we have to go to a place of power. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, a spiritual place. And Shadow's like, a church? And Wednesday's like, son, churches are on every street corner in America. No, no, I'm talking about places of power. And he, he kind of goes on this monologue to say, have you ever seen those places on the side of the road um, that people stop at and there's, you know, like tourist attractions or little quirky places um, or landmarks of some kind, but people stop there and you don't really know why. Like those are real places of power. And he kind of like uses that to describe uh, you know, a bunch of touristy little things. And House on the Rock is this place, and this is true, by the way, the, the guy who built it uh, built the original house as kind of a big, uh, you know, F you to, um, Oh my God! Homeowners read. Association. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, uh, hang on, Wisconsin. Ar- so th- this is a real place in Wisconsin called House on a Rock. House on the Rock. House on the Rock. Um, okay. What's the name of the of the major was uh, of the major um, museum? There's an architect from Wisconsin. Oh my Frank God! Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd Wright. Thank you. So so one of Frank Lloyd Wright's assistants or sort of proteges. Um, to big, to, as a big FU to Frank Lloyd Wright, built this Japanese like mansion on this hill so that Frank Lloyd Wright's property, when he woke up in the morning, would have to see this thing. Well, eventually, if you're driving through the Wisconsin you know, kind of wilderness, you see that it looks bizarre to see this giant Japanese kind of thing out in there. And so um, people would stop and you know, want to come in and be like, what is this? And so the guy's like, well, okay, 25 cents. And more people would stop, and he'd charge more and more and more. And so with that money, he'd started adding on and adding on and adding on. And now it's like this campus of just crazy oddities. Um, hmm. Let me show you. I this took- is almost like uh, – I'm really curious because Taylor's pulling this up on the uh, computer right now. But I'm, I'm curious if it's sort of like the Hearst Castle, which is like a, a totally mm. unfinished – 
you know, de designed by a, a wealthy person who could afford to keep designing things like this will be the room that's all this design and this will be the room that's all this design. Yeah. So, um, so kind of, so there's like an infinity room. So the whole place is just bizarre on every level. Um, there's like, you know, the world's biggest, um, collection of like, uh, like trinkets or like, um, like handguns or like, you know, Chinese dolls. Right. Um, there's like an entire room. There we go. There's like an entire room. That's just like these crazy chandeliers everywhere. Um, you know, big distillery equipment all over the place. Um, you know, weird sort of, we're looking at pictures for you at home. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's thrilling. There's like, there's A like circus room. There's like crazy, like it, it's creepy as hell, but it's also, it, it feels like the closest thing to being in a dream you'll ever, you'll ever have. And like, there's like these weird broken, like animatronic orchestras all over the place, Whoa. collections everywhere. Like a uh, creepy old steampunk Chuck E. Cheese room. Yes. There's like this thing called the infinity room, which let me get a better picture. So um, I'll do an, uh, like a, a, a backwards plug here. Uh, when Taylor and I did our comic con, Summary, which is in uh, season two of the Todd Taylor Show podcast, um, right around episode four or five, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, we were joined by our friend Emily Kelly, who talked about a panel. She um, she was the host of a panel at Comic Con in San Diego, where they were talking about it was all about geeks and traveling to, on sort of geeky adventures. And Taylor brought up that he sought out House on a Rock mm -hmm. after reading American Gods, like, you know, to, to just see this place in the flesh and yeah. um, experience it. So it's you amazing. actually made a pilgrimage because to of American Gods because of a book you read. Yeah. Because I've read in this book going, this can't possibly be a real place. They describe it so fantastically. And it's like this crazy, like right now I'm looking at a picture of like this kind of movie, movie, movie theater, you know, uh, entrance that's got lights everywhere. You walk through that and then you're suddenly in like a like a Japanese, like it, it, it you, ch it changes so drastically. There's at one point you walk into a room and there's a giant whale, uh, you know, or an octopus, like engulfing a pirate ship, like hanging above you. And it's like this giant collection of nautical equipment. And you walk out of that room and you're in another giant room that has all these hot air balloons and like Red Riding Hood's grandma's uh, house where you can get a pizza. It's like the crazy. Sounds like the darkest, like, uh, Disney ride ever. <laughs> you know, when you go on the like. The yeah, all the you know Winnie the Pooh ride or something. <laughs> oh yeah, so so in American Gods, he's like he's like this is a place of power, and so as people more people came, he charged more, kept adding on to it, and it's like this place on in, you know in America that just people come to and they don't know why, right. and it's a nexus place where they can. So it's such a cool idea to write that into the story. Like, of course these places, you know, these places are going to draw people anyway. Yeah, like the alien jerky hut outside of Vegas, but, Rock City, yeah. Rock City in Tennessee is another oh, one. Oh, so these all these are other places that play a role in yeah. American Gods. Yeah, so he goes on this road trip so and they, they visit That's these places awesome. and they all so, so and what's the, more american than like a road trip that's so exactly that's so perfect and as they go so like they're meeting there and to answer your original question like it's it's a gloomy kind of environment like they, they pick up this other god in chicago or i think i think it's chicago and he's like you know he's he and like six other immigrants are living in this house and they have to kind of like cajole him to like you know reveal that he's one of the gods and bring him on this on this journey um, but at the same time, so it's this kind of gray, gloomy, cold thing, but he keeps injecting these really potent, like fantastical kinds of scenes in. So you're, it's this roller coaster of visual, you know, in your head, you're like, wow, this, you know, this, this contrasts really nicely. Um, and let me just show you too, like I'm right now I'm showing Todd, um, on, on my computer, <laughs> a, uh, we had some pictures pulled up. They've actually, uh, Newsweek, uh, Newsweek, Entertainment Weekly had some, some shots. So like this right now, we're looking at Mr. Wednesday, um, and there's like, so they're, they're in this bar 
that's like an alligator's head. Like this is a real, this was described in the book, right? So you see like it's very surreal and colorful and stuff. So Mr. this is Shadow fighting this, uh, this sort of Irish god. So, so Gaiman's also sort of creating his own magical places in this America. Yeah. Like he's sort of tying in his fantasy with this, and then also making these touristy traps yeah. In, into magical places themselves. Exactly, exactly. Which, yeah, yeah. if anyone's been to a rock city, that's that's basically yeah. just a tourist trap. So it's going to be, well, yeah, but it's like... I mean, it's but, neat looking. <laughs> but you, but after you, re- I'm, I'm telling you, after you read this or watch this series, you're going to want to go, you're going to want to go on a road trip and visit these places. You're going to treat them with a whole new context. You're gonna, you're, you're, they're just going to seem more... Gaiman has this really fantastic way of taking the mundane or the ordinary and either valorizing it or making it like extraordinary right you know and it's just or or building the mythology like he's so good at that he does that never wear a lot um and so you kind of see that here too so like we're never where one of the central tenets of Neverwhere was the poor like the poor of london like the homeless and the poor are actually like magical people too and they're you know what does what does this thing called london below really work like so so like the contrast with american gods is kind of these immigrants and these people who've been here forever are, are actually sort of there's something interesting or, or otherworldly about them that, you know, don't just disregard them. So there's kind of those themes that, that run through it. Um, I'm really curious to see how they get, if they divide up book one for season one, I say book one, like there's more than one book. There's right. only the, like, this is, <laughs> the book. This is interesting. This is not like Game of Thrones or Harry Potter where they're just like, every book is a movie or every book is a season. This is like, we've got, we've got the beginnings of stuff here, but we're going to be able to take it in very cool ways. I mean, Westworld's kind of the same because Westworld was the book the Michael Crichton book and then the movie. So they're going to, you know, obviously expand way beyond that if they ever get more than one season out of that show. But in this case, you've got the actual author, you know, sitting there going, right. what do you want? You know, if, if I had to create new characters, what do you want to see? And, you know, really working with them as like a creative um, advisor in a really profound way. And, you know, he's, I think he might write one or two of the episodes too, but he's so slow, you know. <laughs> and I would kind of imagine, I mean, we're, we're sort of speculating at this point about when this will appear because we just yeah. see, 2017 but i mean it seems like the perfect you know it seems like sort of like a uh we we heard these things about well they had to bump the air date but i would i would bet just because we've seen this with movies when they push dates so as not to conflict with other blockbusters Mm -hmm. that they're thinking okay westworld ends on this date game of thrones starts on this date we're gonna hit the sweet spot right in between those and just own that audience you know because um and especially once now Westworld's come out and mm-hmm. there is a, a big following for that and like a lot of attention yeah. paid to it. I mean, it's good and bad because it raises the scrutiny that American Gods will be under, but it's also going to probably draw that audience. And for stars, that's great too, because yeah. as I pointed out at the beginning of this, I don't, it stars is like, it's like a hotel movie channel or something where you're like, it, oh, it, great, I get to watch Home Alone 3. It <laughs> ha- okay, so to their, to their defense, it has been that kind of. Um, it has been that kind of channel until recently when I think, again, they've hired some key HBO executives who are very responsible for HBO as it is now. Are there originals that they've done or new series that I would be familiar with? Oh, man. I don't so know. Not off the top of your head. Can you think of one? Not. Um, I, I, yeah, I didn't mean to <laughs> trap you into typing that in to look it up. But Let's see. Um, um, a bunch of shows. Spartacus, I guess, is yeah. probably a big one. Um, Outlander, I've never seen. Yeah. So they've been trying. They've been sort of trying. Yeah. I mean, Torchwood, kind of. Yeah, party, I mean, that, that party was, down. Party down. 
Yeah. Nothing big. So this would be a big breakout. This would be, this is their, this is their first like keystone series. Yeah. Like this is their, them putting their foot, you know, foot in the dirt going, we're, we are joining Netflix, HBO, Showtime as this kind of network. Well, and it, and it also, you know, to bring us back where we started, it almost sounds like with the treatment that Neverwhere got, uh, on, uh, British television, yeah. that may, maybe like sort of that it was a little before the time, like you'd point out, yeah. like maybe it was before the time of where networks knew how to treat this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have sort of a template that this, un, you know, um, beloved novel, but largely unknown to the, to the mainstream audience can, you know, like they've got a template to insert it into television. Like, yeah, we all, you know, we know how to consume stuff now. They're going to, yeah, they're yeah, going to yeah. shoot a whole season at once, release it probably weekly. I'm sure. Yep. yep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, yeah, I think one of the other interesting things about us continuing the God's cast is that uh, I'm the type of reader who, once I'm interested in something, I want to read the book before I see any of it. Okay. So I already own this book, but we were definitely going to do one podcast before I've seen anything. So I yeah. could sort of ask the, you know, the <laughs> neophyte questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I would assume, I kind of bet that my... Uh, curiosity is going to get the better of me and I will end up, you know, cramming this book. As soon as we hear an air date, I'm going to spend like a week just reading this book. What's cool about this though, is that unlike, uh, game of Thrones, um, until very recently, you'll read the book, but we'll both be completely clueless after season one, more or less. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, if they incorporate Anansi boys somehow, maybe, but then like there will come a time a lot faster. I mean, game of Thrones has hit that where now they have to get ahead of the book. So now everybody's sort of, you know, wondering where this is headed. Um, because it was just one book and then another sort of sequel-ish kind of book, um, they, they've got a lot of world-building tools, but they're going to take it in places that we, I couldn't even imagine. You know? right. So we'll be able to kind of watch it like, with fresh eyes pretty quickly. Um, but it is kind of nice to know, to be on the inside track, to know, all right, I know how the story goes. Now don't let me down. I want to see this represented this way. You know? That's one of the, sort of the pros and cons about knowing the story ahead of time is you're so married to what you think the visual should be. Right. You're a lot less forgiving when it's not that. And I think, like, you know, with Game of Thrones, like, I didn't have, like, you know, I don't care what, um, you know, Gregor Clegane looks like. Right. I, like. Whatever the show says is what I'm going to accept, right? So when people are like, he's not as tall as he should be. It's like, oh, well, my I don't, God. you know. Well, that's, I mean, uh, I, yeah, there's always that in- interesting tension between what we expect and what, you know, we're, what's delivered. But you and I both just, we've, you know, we've rambled on so much about how excited we are about different series. And I really have faith in you know, in the creators at this point to know, yeah. you know, to know like, well, I mean, my God, this cast, like, it's yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to trust them to make an, oh, yeah. you know, uh, deliver a vision that's, that's at least going to, you know, e- equal what I've got. In well, my and, this, head. and stars has got a lot riding on this. So they're going to, like, that's, that's a great know? point because if this doesn't go anywhere, that might be it. They're going to be mean, back you know, to stars is back to the, you know, hotel room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They've done other stuff than that. Uh, but no, but start, but I think, I, it, it, it's it's kind of cool. And it's going to be one of those things where I think it's going to kind of be under the radar until it just if, if if it works like I think it should. And I've got the trailer pulled up right now. As soon as we're done recording, I'm going to have Todd watch this. Actually, I'd say why don't it? you hit play and just play it in silence, and we can because I have not seen this. Let's just comment on this uh, on this trailer, which I've not. There's a first look um, trailer on uh, YouTube that we're watching. Um, Maybe I'm not going to have anything interesting to say during this. There's no good way to say this, so I'll put it plain. But it is definitely not... Uh... She died in the early hours of the Oh, they tell her... Okay, so you know his wife died. Gotcha. Trailer, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it definitely... There's nothing fantastic looking about the first, you know, half of the trailer. 
But it's setting kind of a nice gloom. I mean, you can get the sort of the darker tone right away. It's gloomy, but it's not it's not gothic yet. You know, it's what we're used to. Oh God! I can't wait. <laughs> so, how many times have you watched this trailer already? Like ten. Oh, okay. Just to see Ian McShane do his thing. Oh, God, he's so perfect. He's the perfect choice. Yeah. I mean, and it almost, you know, my impression would be that this is all probably from the first episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, God, it looks so good, though. <laughs> Taylor has not taken the bait and talked to me about this. He's, like, just uh, enwrapped <laughs> in, the, in the visual that's playing on the computer. Um, wow. There's Chris McGlover. There's the technical kid. <laughs> yeah, and he starts to see gods more, you know, kind of. Well, so now is Shadow, is Shadow a god? What is I mean? What's his role in that? Did we touch on that? That is a spoiler. That's the, okay. That's that the mystery I don't spoiler. Want thing. To say okay. In fact, I would say the the entirety of the book is his discovery of who he is and what he is and and so you and i've talked about this uh too you know when we've talked about how to do american gods cast i think what to anticipate from us is once there is more news of like when this is actually coming yeah. and we've got a full trailer yep because um, like we said this is just a two minute teaser that's yeah, on youtube yeah, yeah, right yeah. now but once we've got that we'll probably do another podcast and just sort of review it yep possibly at that time i will have started reading um and then we'll just i mean we're probably gonna do it like wednesday and westeros yep. where Every week when a new episode comes out, we are going to um, regroup as soon as possible after that episode. Yep. And, you know, put a, put a, we're going to put out our own episode discussing that episode of American Gods. Exactly. Yeah. It'll be fun. I can't, I can't wait to jump in. Hopefully uh, y'all uh, are interested in this too. And if you don't know American Gods and you just want to watch the show, that's cool. If you want to read the book ahead of time, we'll keep you updated. And uh, you'll be able to find this uh, via the there, you know, there.network and you know, where all our podcasts are. Also at AmericanGodsCast.com. That's God's perfect. cast, plural. God's, G-O-D-S. The gods are plural, not the cast. That's God's right. Cast. <laughs> God's American cast. God's cast. Dot com. So yeah, well, so this is consider this like a teaser for the show that we will do when the show itself is actually out and running. Yeah, and I look forward to it greatly. Cool. Uh, in the meantime, where can people find you online? At Taylor Trask on Twitter, and you, sir? I am at Hey Todd A on Twitter. Excellent. And you can find both of us at there.network. Type that into a browser. It's not .com. It's not .net. It is .network. .network. There.network. And we will see you guys when this all gets going. All right. Later. Later.